You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 162. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's crack pack like in podcast world? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 162. Ciento What's up, listeners of the pod world? We're coming to you uh, via hot dog and CC today. No John Steve. Two-man crew today. In fact, for a split second, I almost did the ha-ha, whatever. You know, only Steve can do that, so I just couldn't take that. Um, so, yeah, no Steve today. No, Steve, Steve, uh, we had a little weather issue in Lake Charles and schools got out early and, you know, uh, so he's, he's doing some kid care and he's, you know, we asked him, we could have delayed this. Craig actually tried to punt it to me and said, Matt, what do you think me or John basically? And I punted to John and said, John, what you want to do? And John came back and said, y'all go shoot it. So here we are shooting the cast today and we're going to come to you with a topic on work-life balance. Um, this is something that all three of us really, uh, I think, strive to do in different ways. And we'll try to give you a few points on John and what he does, even though he's not here. I think we both have a pretty good idea on his life and w- what he's doing there. But we'll come to you on things like, you know, making sure you can enjoy your work, but maybe not work, you know, make that the center of your life and make sure family and God and your hobbies are all part of it. So what you think on topic, CC? I think it's a great topic. You know, always that word balance, I, I picture a scale, you know, and you weigh things and like one side goes up, one side goes down. And I feel like um, if you tilt the scale too far either direction, um, they could have it's it's the good and the bad that comes with that on both sides. You work too much, work too little, you know, you live it up too much, live it up too little. Um, I, I could see how the tilting that scale could throw a kink in things. So I'm looking forward to talking about the balance and stories about when we had it and didn't have it and um what we're doing to get closer to it absolutely and craig before i get to the would you rather a little shout out from our buddy chris levan previous uh podcast guest about a year ago or so he texted me the other day saying he needs to meet cc i know you know those nuggets of wisdom craig brings this is chris has already picked up on this and he said man i gotta meet this guy i know i would love to meet you chris it was one of those episodes like cc couldn't be there steve couldn't be there (laughs) and i I hate that you guys have carried the boat a few times um when i've been out out of pocket but uh, and that's one of the unfortunate things because these are, we love having guests because we make new friendships and I'm always jealous because they've had a couple and I couldn't be there and uh, I mean it just I, I love listening to it because I wasn't there I mean I get all this great wisdom but I know man we're we're gonna we're gonna make it happen we'll do maybe a follow up uh, Zoom yeah we could do a follow up with him I told him next time he's in town we'll have to maybe get together have lunch or something that'd like be awesome that. absolutely. All right, we're going to wheel our way into the would you rather we went back and forth uh, whether we're going to do this without John today and you know we thought what would John do. John would still pull out a would you rather. He would find it. Yeah, he'd pull through. And so we're pulling through with one here for you, John. And that is, all right, Craig, would you rather work more, Mm -hmm. have more money, and be able to take less time off of work to do other things? Or would you rather work a little less, 
maybe not make as much money, but you have more flexibility and freedom in your schedule. I'm going to go with the, the work less, make more money. Okay. Neither of them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I saw what you did there, Kirk. I know. I threw him a curveball. Good question. And I think this is something that everybody struggles with. It's like, I'm going to do all this overtime and, you know, get another four-wheeler. Um, or I'm going to take it easy and, you know, and not. You know, in my early days, I was more of a grinder to make the money, I think. And I don't know if it's the money as much as it was just trying to become successful because I was a new kid on the block. And over the years, and I'll talk about this, I think that shifted a little bit. And so I currently work less than I did in the past. Um, I could work more and probably have more revenue, but I choose to work less. Um, now, I've optimized my working less to make it good enough for me and my family. Um, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go work less, uh, make less. <laughs> We still around now. The other option, <laughs> uh, I do agree with Craig. I think we will talk about that. Uh, you know, try to figure out ways where we don't have to work as much to, you know, hopefully make the same or more money than we're making, or to, you know, be able to provide for families and comfortability and things like that. And there's always a line there on what's what, when is enough, and what's enough, and things like that. Um, you just don't know what life brings to you. But I think it's a good answer, Craig. And I would go with that as well. If I was pigeonholed into one of those two options. I'd rather have less money and more time, more flexibility, more freedom. Not something I necessarily thought when I first got out of school, you know, uh, over 10 years ago. I was like, man, or even when I was growing up, what I would do. More of a kind of a newfound thought over the last four or five years and trying to work my way into that. I, I do think there is something said for, you know, you get you get what you put into something. So if you, the, the people who do, and I know a lot of them and a, a lot of successful people work is like not only a job, but a hobby. Mm -hmm. And so I can see that into the spectrum of wanting to work a ton, um, a for the personal gratification and then B for the fruits of the labor it could be a house, you know, like you said, a four wheeler traveling, stuff like that. But, uh, I do believe time is a pretty valuable commodity. So I err on the side of getting some more time, um, to do various things. So I would take the less money for the more time, as long as I can still be, you know, comfortable. Yeah, I figured we'd be on the same page. Same page. Really, option C is where we are. Yeah. And so that, that that's a good way to wheel us into the topic, CC. Let's do it. And you were alluding to a little bit in the would you rather, you know, the long hours, whether that be for establishing yourself or your family. Why don't you spin us back to some of those good old glory days and kind of where you were then and where you are now and like what you learned along the way. Awesome, man. Well, you know, it's funny. I go back to med school and I think of these little moments in my life that I don't know if God was speaking to me or just experiences I had that kind of got my wheels turning about work-life balance. Um, we had some good friends in med school, and one of my buddies was like, I mean, he's one of these guys. He camped out at the med school, studied 24-7, I mean, just grinded. And, of course, I got married right out of college. I had, you know, a couple years later I had a baby, so I was always, like, trying to work but also get home and get the baby. And so I wouldn't live at the med school, but my friend had a baby, a young child too. And I remember one day, um, his wife had, was laughing because the baby was like, I want to go to daddy's house. I want to go to daddy's house. And daddy's house was the med school. Wow. You know, because we would study so much up yeah. there. And I was like, whoa, that was kind of intense. Mm -hmm. You know, like your child thinks that's where you live. And, um, and I would look and, you know, the hours in med school were long and they're arduous, but you look at what people choose, you know, why do people choose some fields versus others. I mean, some of the more competitive um, fields were like dermatology and the one I went into because they had more banker's hours, so to speak, as opposed to being on call and working nights and weekends. And that's when I realized 
I don't want to necessarily get a page at 2 a.m. on a Christmas, you know, morning. Right. And, um, you know, those kind of things. So those were some of those moments. And when I came to town, I went and talked to some of the therapists in town and just, you know, spreading the word. This is who I am. I do pain management, you know, and I uh, talked to some of the more established PTs that were nearing retirement. And they said, oh, man, you know, give me all their words of wisdom. And one guy, a couple guys actually said, you know, if I could go back and do it all over again, I would have spent more time with my family. You know, mm-hmm. these were kind of workaholics. They came in, they were working from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., Monday through Friday, sometimes some Saturday clinics. And, I mean, it was awesome, and they needed to provide that service. But, you know, at the same time, you only got one shot at having this life with kids and family and making these memories. And, you know, when the whole when the world's over, all you can take with you is the love, right, and the experiences right. and the memories. So it's these little moments that kind of planted a seed. Um, not that I necessarily followed right out the gate, and we'll get into that in a minute but um yeah how about you man yeah I, I can relate a little bit in so far as other than when i got out of school and when i was growing up i knew i was gonna either be a doctor or a lawyer i mainly did it because i want to provide for a family here and um something hopefully it's coming along the way in the future but i was used to seeing my dad he was a defense attorney he billed by the hour um so if you're not billing you're not working i would see him at night you know going through and looking at his time and making sure it was, you know, accurate before sending to, you know, insurance company, wherever his client was and watching private investigator videos, um, on the weekends. And I was like, man, when I get out, I, I know I want to work and I know I'm going to do a lot, but I think I want to go to the other side, represent the person, but it also on the plaintiff side, there's some flexibility. Um, so everything has a, you know, a, di- a different side to the sword, so to speak, but it also has, you got to be able to get clients. Um, so I went to that side, but when I first started working, Man, I remember putting in 15, 16 hour days. If I was basically awake, uh, I was working. I wasn't working out a lot. I, I didn't have a good work life balance. I probably wasn't what you would call, you know, in great shape or eating well. I, I was working, and that's like where I was because I was like, man, I got to do this. Got to provide for family, etc. And then over time, I've come to you know grow, age, mature, whatnot, see different desires in life, um, and that's led me to kind of the last four or five years taking the the branch off the tree or the root, so to speak, to say, man, I want to try to figure out a way to do this, maximize time. I'm kind of known for that. I want to maximize whatever the time is, whether it's working or doing a hobby of interest, that direction. So that kind of has driven me into the more now dual living. And, you know, I also had to learn to trust people who are working for me. I had a hard time doing that when I first started out. No paralegal. (laughs) I had like 200 cases with no staff and I had to learn to trust like, Okay, I'm gonna try to uh, to bring someone in and and you know give the reins to them, and that's been a, a learning experience and something's one of the best decisions I've I've made now. Hmm, long time ago, six seven years ago, doing that, uh, but learning to rely on other people's strengths too. You know, uh, ask questions and things like that. That's awesome. You know, it's funny you say that. My father also worked a lot growing up. I mean, long hours, and he was an engineer, but then got into management. And you know, I feel like when I first started practicing, I. I I kind of started doing that Monday through Friday. I mean, mm-hmm. I was suited up, you know, had tie, shirt tie. I've seen patients all day. And then I'd go to the gym after work, come dragging in at like 630 at night, seven, and, you know, be with the family. But over the years, I could kind of see it taking a toll. You know, I was so involved in myself that I only thought about myself and didn't think about my wife and kids as much. And, and there was a strain on our marriage um, just from just me not being a present as a father and the leader of our family. And I remember looking for answers because I knew something inside wasn't right. Like, you know, oh, I'm making good money because I'm a doctor and I'm just getting started and I'm not a resident making less than minimum wage anymore. And that was exciting, yeah. you know. Um, but 
at some point I could see that it was taking its toll. And I remember, you know, not having the answers and I got little, little pearls along the way. There was a book called the four hour work week by yeah, Tim Ferriss. Yeah, you know, I'm, this guy really absorbed in his business, blowing and going. And as far as he was concerned, it wasn't going to be successful unless he was there 24 seven. And it wasn't until he sort of surrendered, he had to go take a vacation. He just was about to break, not just emotionally, but physically. And he left what for some period of time, months mm-hmm. perhaps, and he came back and his business was still running. Right. He's like, Oh my God, all these, my team here, I, like they know what they're doing. You know, I was probably sabotaging the success. And so, um, good friend of mine and I went to, uh, Tony Robbins. Obviously we talked about him. Shout out Tony. I gotta bring Tony up, you know, and he gets you thinking about your life. And, you know, one of the revelations I had was turning over and trusting and surrendering. So I was able to get, you know, adjust my team, get rid of some people that were, I feel like, slowing me down or, or making me not feel fulfilled. I added a nurse practitioner who ended up being with a good friend and a, a great a partner. And so it took a lot of that daily workload pressure that I felt like I had to do myself all day and started to see a crack in the door of, wait a minute, you know, we can change this thing, you know, and, and, and meeting a lot of people that were successful in different industries and real watching them not necessarily work all the time and seeing the happiness they had because they could provide a living, but not grind it out. And, um, I remember asking myself like, who made the rule that you got to work Monday through Friday and you get two days off, like, and you do that your whole life and you retire and like, you're supposed to be cool with that. Like what? Yeah, you know? I thought about that too. Like, uh, what is this? It's just a human-made concept of Monday through Friday, yeah. eight to five. Eight to five. Yeah. And I know some of the European countries they have a little more liberal uh, mm-hmm. work schedule and I mean, holiday schedule, holiday long long lunches, and it's not about being lazy. It's like your mind and soul need that downtime to have experiences and relationships and happiness and in creativity. Because you know we both like to think and do and do things. And I can tell you, it's uh, so that's something that I kind of a little bit of my story about how I started going down that path. But I got to admit, Matt, you may have the ultimate work-life balance. I mean, you're dual living, brother. Tell me about your experience transitioning. Well, you know, uh, I appreciate you say that because I literally wrote down John and Craig um, on my list of examples. You know, you had mentioned getting nuggets and pearls of wisdom, reading the books, and, and I do a lot of the reading and see that too. But um, And I would like to think I have it down, and I'm proud of like where I've gotten in my life to be able to to be in North Carolina, you know, on average once every four to six weeks and then home. And, uh, again, couldn't do it without people around me, lady J taking care of the dog and, you know, my staff back at work. And, um, but it's also been John and Craig. So when I met John and Craig around at similar times, Mm -hmm. they already had this wonderful schedule where you get a day off a week. And I was like, man, that is amazing. Like, how do do you get that? And I'm still not there. Uh, arguably yes, when I'm traveling, but I'll, I'll work on the plane a good bit. Uh, if I can, but that'd be the closest to it. And I'm, I'm looked at, I looked at them, especially John, you know, I, it, our, our buddy, John, he's like fishing once oh, a yeah. week. He's, <laughs> we, we used to, we did, we used to go to like regatta and eat like these 45 minute hour one way drives to eat. Um, and I was like, man, this guy, like he's at the movies by himself. Like it could only be John. Uh, and then I run to Craig and he's like, at that time was the Fridays were off. And I'm like, man, this is like a good life. So I think part of it for me was being around y'all who we have, a, we have a different thing. We can kind of maybe talk about that. Y'all have to be in the office seeing people for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe some virtual happenings there versus I don't have to be building by an hour and don't necessarily have to be in my office. I can, you know, take my computer or my file wherever I'm going. Uh, so I have the flexibility not to have to be in the actual city or physically there at times. 
But I looked at what y'all were doing and I was like, man, how can I do that in my own life? And I am working on trying to get to jump off um, and be like, okay, I'm going to take a day off a week. Right now it's like half day Fridays unless something's going on. Uh, but I do think what you're saying there, CC, is really important. Being able to, you know, have the balance to, to do other things you, do, you like to do. In my case, going to North Carolina, it's mm-hmm. really exciting to have something forward to look forward to it. But that could also be like, you know, playing golf or if you're, if you're a lady out there, go and get your nails done or going to get coffee with a friend or something. Having those things to like look forward to that especially feel more, you know, prominent or exciting to me when I would be at work normally yeah. is, is pretty exciting. And I know some of us, some don't have the opportunity to always do that different places in life. Like I, I don't have kids right now, so I don't know how long the dual living continues and into what uh, way it will, but it's also kind of our stages of life and where we're at. That's true. You know, a lot of people, they have to work to make ends meet and there's no way around it. You know, it's like your life depends on it. Your family depends upon it. And so that's not even an option. And, you know, but and, I, and that's important. I think it's important not to get so lost in that that you you feel hopeless. Like this might be a stage of your life where, yeah, you've got to grind and, and crank it out and, and work the extra shifts just to make ends meet. But sometimes, you know, take a step back. You know, are you creating a life that's putting that burden on you? You know, are you taking on more responsibilities and debts that are forcing you to have to work? Can you maybe shed some of that weight and, and thin things out? And would that, what would that do for your mind and your health? And uh, maybe if you're working shift work, you know, there's a possibility to talk to your supervisor and say, look, I can work 12, four 12s instead of, you know, Mm -hmm. all week. And maybe you get that extra day and something that me and Matt, I've seen us evolve. And this is something you you might want to think about. I've always, you know, you've always heard if you love what you're doing, if you love your work, you just love it. You don't feel like you're working. Right. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you can find a, a field or a career where you're doing what you're passionate about, making a living. And, um, and, you know, and then wanting to feel like you're working or maybe do it alongside, you know, I know me and Matt have some passions outside of our quote unquote day jobs that we're excited about in Matt's case, you know, traveling, he's able to travel to a place where he has Airbnbs and he can, you know, sort of manage a business. That's also his passion. And I do some things on the side where maybe I can, you know, share this medical expertise in a way that doesn't require me to be present through products or, or virtual you know, Products, information yeah. and just things I love to create and do to help others and serve them, but at the same time gives me a little freedom. So that's a couple of thoughts I had, you know, finding things you love to do, maybe getting creative with your current schedule and then not being hopeless. If you feel like you're stuck in a rut, there's always a way out. There's always a new path. Yeah, I, I really agree with that. And we'll piggyback on that. I had someone one, one time tell me, I still remember as years ago, I sent him old office and uh, she said, man, I wish that uh, I could just be in Mexico right now sitting on a beach. If I, if I could move there, I would. And I, I turned around, I was like, well, you can. Like, that's the pretty amazing thing. We have free will. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy, right. like getting to where you want to get. But you can if you're able to sacrifice, you know, that could be like, you know, time with your friends or um, switching your job or leaving something that you enjoy doing for the comfortability of not having it. You know, sometimes you got to take that risk and jump. But I do think and that's something that I think Craig and I can relate to in creating some of our, you know, work life balance lifestyles is we've put a lot of time, effort and energy to creating this. We failed a lot at doing it. Um, I've know myself can say that a lot on like, oh, man, didn't. Uh, plan far enough ahead or scheduled too many things this week or didn't look at the flights and now I'm like stuck in a hotel in another city this night or didn't give myself enough room on this and I got this the next day. So I think some of it is like having a passion to want to have a work-life balance is probably the place you need to start. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, creating a vision of what that life is like, like close your eyes and imagine working the hours you want to work, having the life you want, the family you want, and making it so real and so convincing and have a strong enough why that it literally pulls you in that direction. Mm -hmm. And maybe you, you free up a little time each week to work on that goal of, okay, how am I going to change my job? Or how am I going to get this new career? Or how am I going to create this thing that might give me a little freedom? And it seems overwhelming and scary, but you know, you don't have to have all the time in the world. You just need an hour or two, make a little progress each week. You magnify that progress over a full year and you could make huge strides towards whatever goal or vision you want. And you'll look back and go, I mean, imagine right now, if a year ago from today, you just started that one little thing after all 365 days at this moment in time, it would be a different life, a hundred percent. So it's never too late. Um, just start thinking about what makes you passionate and happy and and uh, man, it's like Matt said, it's free will. Nobody's Amazing nobody's holding thing, a gun man. to our head. So it may just, be difficult, but it's may there. be difficult, and you may have to make some sacrifices. You know, I've got some friends who left their job to mm -hmm. start a new thing. Like they literally had a secure job, quit, started you know studying this one particular case. This guy was a worked at the plants. He he quit. He wanted to do real estate slash flip houses and stuff, and took some courses and was like immersed himself in it and learned everything he could about it didn't have hardly any money to work with now he's got what 140 properties lakefront house living the you know living his best life so i mean anything's possible you good yeah man i agree cc um and, and i think it is it's that one step at a time too and I, I, that's just profound to me sitting here listening you know if you did something just a little something one day out of 365 even if you did it for 300 of the days yeah no telling where you're gonna get um i knew this would be a nice little topic i'm glad we did it today man because it's something we both really enjoy and um john we hope we did you some justice you know and your your part in this and, and being a leader to hot dog but before we do shut it down we're going to flip it over to the weekly segment of what made you hit the gas and or what made you pump the brakes we're going to flip it over to you craig what you got bub? man we're going to hit some brakes this weekend um as you know, it's approaching what well, it is actually we're in the middle of Mardi Gras season here in Louisiana, and we've been fortunate enough to be introduced to something called Washington Mardi Gras in Washington, D.C. One of my partners two years ago, his daughter was the queen of Washington Mardi Gras, and I had no idea what Mardi Gras was in Washington or D.C. Mardi Gras. Come to find out, all of the uh, or a lot of the Louisiana politicians, the you know senators and representatives, basically bring Mardi Gras to Washington, D.C. at the Washington Hilton, and it's three or four days of just, you know, cocktail parties and dancing and food and a lot of pomp and circumstance. And my daughter got asked to be a princess. All right. Layla, right? Layla. All right. Yeah. So I, daddy, gets to wear a tux with tails, the white vest. Fancy pants, Craig. Fancy pants, Craig, and <laughs> escort her out during this little event. And um, it's going to be cool. We're basically, the whole family's going. We're going to make a little field trip out of it, do some tours. Yeah. You know, hit a lot of the monuments, Smithsonian's and all that kind of stuff. And uh, just have a good weekend. So, yeah, it's nice to kind of hit the gas and make a memory with my child. And, um, you know, I'm not working. Yeah. <laughs> I put in two days this week, and I'm going to take three days off. And we're going to go do it, and it's going to be fun. Make those memories, man. Can't get them back. Uh, that's, for, that's for sure. All right, guys. Well, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. If you do get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate it. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week.
You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining.